I think Max Verstappen's going to win. I think it's going to be Verstappen 1, Hamilton 2, and I think it's going to be one of those really tough, gut-wrenching races to watch as a Hamilton fan. I hate always being right. I called it last week. It's going to be a painful weekend. And I was right. Um, and with that, welcome to the Formula 1 Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm joined today by... Dan, Danny, and Tim. Guys, have we stopped raging yet? Nope. Oh. Nope. That is the simple answer. On my part, I say it's frust. I say it's frustration more than rage for me. I'm not. I'm still annoyed. Yeah, same here. Just very annoyed. Congratulations to Max, but it's it's not. It's no no hate to Red, Red Bull or Max on this one. Yeah. In preparation for this podcast, we've started a swear jar. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting. So uh, I'm going to give a heads up. If you're new to the sport, we're going to be talking about someone called Michael Massey. If you don't know who Michael Massey is, he's the one who comes on the team radio sometimes. It sounds like Korg from 4. <laughs> and, and if you still don't know who that is, is a grade A1 ocean-dwelling pillock who can only count to 10 if he's barefoot or wearing sandals and couldn't order p- organise a piss-up in a brewery. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and that is how you introduce Michael Massey without swearing. Um, so, <laughs> with that, Personally, we're kidding. I think that's a little bit harsh, but we'll get into it. I don't think that's harsh. I think it's useless. Um, anyway, guys, we're going uh, to start off a little bit differently. This week, we're, of course, we're going to just talk through the main talking points of the race because it was quite dramatic. Um, so, so, the, so, so we'll the main talking point is Sonoda's best finish, yeah? <laughs> uh, no, it's Carlos Sainz being robbed, but we'll, we'll get on to that. We'll get on to both. We'll get on to that. <laughs> so, when the camera stops showing us Dan's crotch, we'll, um, we'll start talking <laughs> Formula One. So guys, we're going to start off with the drama on lap one. Didn't even get through half a lap. Hamilton going off track and cutting. Dan, you want to start us off with your thoughts on that one? Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'll be honest with you. I expected Max to hit him. Um, I was completely shocked when they both managed to make it through the, the corner without colliding. Um, and then to get on the team radio and be like, oh, yeah. Lewis has gone off. Well, where the fuck did you expect him to go? Like, what? Do, do you want him to just back out the corner completely, go into third and just follow Max the whole way home? Prick. No, it's... It's got to the point where Lewis either backs out or he loses a championship in turn one on the last race. What are you going to do? It's... It's just... It's getting ridiculous now. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't need ninety seconds. I'm done. Uh, yeah, just um, you know, just Max had it pretty easy there. Like he he made that decision hard. Um, well, he put it's not that he made the decision hard. He put that decision out there or that option out there that you know either you make the turn or we collide, championship over, or you try to you know pervasive action and and then I'll get you later. Uh, I think it backfired on him when you know he was allowed to you know stay ahead of him. Uh, Max really didn't complete the the over the the overtake there. Um, I know he just kept his momentum going to the white line on the other side of that chicane, but lap one shenanigans from Max again. 
Um, if we take it back just slightly further, what a start from Lewis on the harder tyre. Got them lit up. What a, what a brilliant start that was. Um, the move from Max... The problem is, is the precedent, there's the precedent from it there before, isn't there? He's, like, the most comparable one is probably Imola, and they just didn't have the sausage curves in the middle, and Max did exactly the same thing. And because of the sausage curves, obviously Lewis lost out, and Max then got ahead. But yeah, I'm not as strongly as like... Uh, I think Hamilton should have been allowed to keep the position. I think it was too late and too aggressive from Max. Potentially, Lewis could have given the gap back more because they were side by side at a point on the straight and Lewis definitely ended up a lot further than that ahead. I know Massey said that he'd given the time back, but I don't think he had. So, um, oh yeah, I think Lewis was the right to keep the position, but I think that he definitely should have let Max get closer after the corner. Yeah, I've got to agree with Tim on that. I think that it was right for Lewis to keep the position because Max never completed the overtake and he forced him off the track. But it, he he gained an advantage, and Massey failed to put his foot down and stamp his authority early in the race. And I think that sort of was a catalyst for what followed. It was a um, it was a frustrating one, but I think it's once again it's raised an issue in F1 of how easy it is just to go off the track and maintain your position. And uh, there were a lot of calls if you. If you kept an eye on F on Twitter for gravel traps, uh, I'd love to see Tilker actually put them on some of his tracks because, or some more of his tracks, especially the ones in the Middle East. It's it's not like you've got a, it's not like you're cash trapped out there. You can easily buy a, well, you can easily buy the gravel to make a gravel trap. Yeah, but there's a problem in the Middle East. If they see stones, they throw them. So it's probably best <laughs> not to have them out there. <laughs> We lasted an entire. Why not? We raced as one, guys. We... Oh god! <laughs> oh god! What? <laughs> that was good, dude. Oh god! That was a good that's funny, but oh, um, we made it through the entire uh, season without getting uh, ourselves beheaded when uh, we go to the Middle East. But now it's going. Yeah, I'm not to going to the Middle East. But I'm safe. I think moving on from the uh, the Hamilton cutting the corner, I think we all sort of know that Massey could have enforced it a bit more, made him back off more, didn't. Uh, but he didn't really need to force him to lose any time because Checo the legend caused him to lose a lot of time. Danny, we'll start with you. What were your thoughts on that Checo-Lewis battle? Uh, the best uh, second driver in Red Bull's history um, to be able to to drop that gap was it eight from eight seconds down to two seconds. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah, that made a difference. Ham- Hamilton was already putting in the laps. Uh, he was already put, pulling a gap. You know, he was going to be safe eventually for, for safety cars or for virtual safety cars. But just the ability to have a driver hold off Hamilton on fresher tires for, you know, was it two or three laps made him lose a lot of time. And um, you know, he does. He should get credit for this um, for this championship of of, uh, of Max's year. Yeah, brilliant from Checo, wasn't it? Um, that's how you defend Valtteri Bottas and back the championship rival <laughs> up to your teammate. Um, it was perfect, wasn't it? The, the, it was like the never say die attitude of Perez as well. That 
he knew that that was this moment. And as Danny said, if he doesn't do that, you add, say, seven or eight seconds to Lewis's lead, Lewis is able to pit at that safety car without risking losing the lead to Max. So Checo has played a massive role in winning Max the world title. Um, Yeah, brilliant from Checo. Um, However, are we going to mention the conspiracy theory that's been going around? Oh, no, I say it. Because Checo ran out of fuel, which is why he was retired. And the, the and bear in mind there was a safety car and a virtual safety car. Red Bull short pointed short fueled him intentionally to keep him with Max and Lewis and in the pit window. And I I'm convinced, have... and I and I am convinced that that is what they have done. I have no problem with that. I don't even work. It's not like you. I think te- it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant if they have done it. It's genius. It's probably won Max the title. Well, I, yeah, it was clever. I mean, I, when you were saying conspiracy theory, I was thinking, oh, my God, you weren't going to no. accuse them of trying to get them to run no, no, out of no, fuel no. on track, were you? No, 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 no. I thought they that's where that was going. They knew he was no. going to run out of fuel. I... That's, that's what they did. And he probably lasted longer because of the... VAT Stop talking! <laughs> Stop! Hold on, hold on. I have something to say. I have something to say in that one. Right. Red Bull had an opportunity for a constructor's title there. Why Why would they do that with, with Perez? Mercedes only needed 17 points. All they needed was Hamilton... At, to finish top two. I think Red Bull need to finish one and two, in. and Hamilton need to finish fourth. They need to finish one and two, and Mercedes score less than seventeen points. Yeah, so fourth and fifth, or fourth and sixth. Um, Danny, yeah. you haven't. Oh, sorry, Dan, rather, you haven't had your say on Perez. Hey, I didn't even get to finish mine before you started interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, I thought we were bouncing. Sorry, go on, go on, Amy. My God. Um... <laughs> Oh, God. Dan, I think we need to send Tim to the Middle East to, you know, just stick him in a gravel trap and let him have That's a it. day with him. Um, get some of them stones, Reese. Mate, mate, if I go in one of them bar... What was it? If I go in one of them Qatari gravel traps and they put a car in front of me, I think I'd be feel like I was getting stoned. You live in... Everyone in... is stoned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I won't put that in. Um, Fair play. <laughs> no, that the best thing you've said. <laughs> Um, I might have to beep. I'll beep out the place name then and <laughs> take it from there. Um, yeah, my my thoughts on um, Checo's defending was it was brilliant, but you could see exactly how slow he was going when Hamilton was nearly overtaking him through the marina section. I I think that's where the most of the time was was gained. But he made I think Lewis made a mistake in getting Perez so early out of the chicane because of course Perez could then come back with the. Uh, with the DRS, and don't think, if that had happened, I don't think I would have lost anywhere near as much time. Dan? Yeah, the dude is an absolute legend. He gifted his uh, teammate the championship because there's no way that any driver should get held up for six seconds uh, in this day and age. He did amazing to pull Max close enough to Lewis and in all fairness, Max should have done more with the, the present that he was gifted with because he literally pulled over as soon as Max was there, pulled over. Go on past me. Don't worry about me. You just go take your thing. But I hadn't heard the conspiracy theory about the the, uh, the underfueling and stuff like that. But that makes sense because that makes you more competitive mm. on older tyres, lighter car, and... 
had I heard this conspiracy theory, I would have said the chances of Red Bull using him like they like uh, in the last couple of laps for running out of fuel is very, very high. I could see them doing that. Um, Thankfully, they didn't. I think that would have been horrible but, if they had done that. But he deserves a bonus for, for a start because he is my... He's in top three drives for me. He did amazing for his teammate. Um, mm. I just think it's it's poor the way you know that you know that they have used him to give Max the the title. But I suppose if you're not in the running, you've got to do what what you got to do what you you know you got to do what your team wants. So yeah, well I think there's there's one question that I asked Danny last week, which was is Valtteri Bottas the best teammate anyone's ever had. Uh, the answer is actually no. The Sergio Perez is the best teammate anyone's ever had. Yeah, you beat me for you beat me for the punchline. Perez was there holding off Lewis, staying in his pit window for most of the race. Where was where was Bottas this weekend? The entire weekend, where was Bottas? Mate, he, <laughs> mate, Bottas was getting a he was getting a seat fitted for Alpha. That's what he was doing, seat fitting media day. <laughs> that's as it is. He mate, he's he, he's got one foot in a white. And red alpha suit, um, and also I figured out what the B in his name stands for. It's bitch because he can't even <laughs> keep him behind him in a faster car for more than two corners. So yeah, oh, take your ass to Alpha. We're gonna need to start Do calling one. him Caroline. Um. No, it's just I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, right? <laughs> But oh dear. Um, if, Sorry. if you are a number two driver like um, Bottas, you need to do a better job when you're asked to hold somebody <coughs> up, not go hold them up where and just let them drive past you. Yeah. Um, well, now we've talked about Checo the Legend. Let's talk about um, Giovinazzi, who... Who did his bit for the race? Um, that's virtual safety car, of course. It caused some issues. Um, I don't think I have any issues with how it all came about. I just, I didn't. It just made me quite nervous. Uh, the whole VSC <laughs> thing was the start of my nerves going crazy. Um, at, <laughs> as you Tim, guys, who was you sat, guys, you guys Tim there. was sat on the sofa opposite me. <laughs> And he could see my my heart raising my my face going pale as a ghost. There's probably a photo of me somewhere uh. where I <laughs> where I was <laughs> sat there panicking. Um, but Tim, what were you, how were your emotions through uh. the through the VSC? Uh. There was the whole period, wasn't there? Because Raikkonen's brakes failed. Could have been a massive mm. accident. Wasn't. Then Russell's car broke down. Could have been a VSC or a safety car. Wasn't. And then Giovinazzi broke down, and I was like, oh, well, he'll get it back to the pits, because the other two did, and he was the one that ended up stopping. <laughs> so <laughs> it was that whole three or four laps where you had three or four cars that could have stopped the race for any reason, and it could have been a safety car or a VSE. Um Personally, I was expecting them to throw the full safety car for the Giovinazzi pulling over. Might have made things very different. If, if there's a lot more laps in there, does Lewis pit and Max stay out and we end up with the same result reversed? Or do they both pit and then we end up with a more equal sprint finish? You would have also removed the lap cars. 
I understand there was a lot more debris with the Latifi crash, but there <laughs> different to remove one car, remove another with a crane. I don't think they would have thrown the safety car because they obviously would have done the assessment of seeing how far off the track he was and how dangerous it was for the marshals. Um, if the car was stuck and wasn't able to move, then they would have thrown a full safety car, undoubtedly. Yeah. But no, I think they made the right decision with VSC. Uh, I liked Red Bull pitting Max. I thought that was bold. Um, but <laughs> when uh, and to be honest, I, uh, it wasn't. It was bold, but it didn't work out. He wasn't going to catch Lewis. Um, but I, I liked the idea, and I liked that Red Bull were trying everything. Dan, how, how were you? How were you feeling through this VSC period? I was wondering if I was watching a game of Mario Kart and. Bowser was miraculously shooting people with them little uh, <laughs> turtle head things um, because yeah. I was like, why are they all just sud- yeah the, the shells yeah I'm like why are they all suddenly just going off? Um, but you know, would you like to say something, Reese? Oh, I just remember saying that we were talking about in the race uh, before all these cars started miraculously breaking down. Jos Verstappen disappeared from the garage and we started oh, man. saying. Oh. Is he going to start shooting cars to get a BSC or a safety car for Max? No. I saw him talking to Nico Rosberg. He got hints and pointers from 2016, and he's gone and done it. That's what it is. I look like that Charlie Day meme, you know, where he's pointing out to different things on the board. I was showing my wife, look, Giovinazzi could have come out over here. There's the Marshall Post over here. There's this one. There's two gaps over here. And I was like, oh, gosh. I was like, No. I'm I'm going like 900 IQ on her, and she's just like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "Oh, you don't understand the car. It's gonna happen." 900 <laughs> IQ. You need a bit more than that later on when we get to these bloody regulations. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but no. But on a whole, the virtual safety cars I think were obviously warranted for safety purposes. That's the whole point of them. Uh, but if it had been uh, a barrier or two either either way it would have been tech pro so we'd have had a lot more yeah to tidy yeah. up well D- danny said that he felt a safety car was coming i also said it's not over yet it's not over yet something's <laughs> gonna happen i had damn visions of a car going into the barrier at turn 14 the night before i couldn't place it and then well, I'm going to use the description given by Absolute Radio as to what happened next. Basically, Lewis Hamilton was winning by 11 seconds, and then some rubbish guy at the back crashed out and bought out a safety car. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, it's pretty accurate, though. <laughs> it's what was not it we wrong. Said, what was it Danny said last weekend? He's no longer Latifi 2.0, he's just Nicholas. <laughs> Yeah, fair point. Um, but yeah, Latifi crashed. Wait. Pull out the safety car. Dan. No, carry on. No, Dan. When that safety car came out, how were you feeling? Are we talking about the, the their safety, safety car? The, the, the safety, safety car? car? Um, well, Latifi had the slowest, most embarrassing crash since Nelson Piquet Jr. Not I... saying he did it on purpose in any way, just comparing because it was quite crap as the crash went. I did a small variation of home parenting in a phonics class 
uh, with explicit <laughs> words for about 14 <laughs> seconds, um, which consisted of calling Latifi useless, crap, uh, and I, I went really low, and I do apologise to this. I do need to tweet Latifi. I called him a former e-driver. I feel that was the oh, lowest I'd gone. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh, and then I, I, and then and then the kids were like, uh, "Daddy, it's just a race." So then they went on timeout, and then just it got worse from there. <laughs> Daddy, it's just a race. Oh. Daddy, it's just a race. I don't care what you say. Go sit on the naughty step. How old are you? How old? Well, currently, because if they keep chatting like that, they might not make it. They are six and nine. Right, by the age of nine, I understood what F1 was. What are you doing with your parenting skills? (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, The gloves are off tonight. My (laughs) eldest son does understand F1 and does support Lewis Hamilton. Um, So why why were they not as enraged as their parents in that moment? Uh, because he's nine and he was sat glued two inches away from our iPad. Oh, oh, take the iPad, Boston. That's fair. Um, <laughs> Danny, Danny, how were your how were your emotions during the safety car? Uh, all over the place. There were because you're looking at the laps, you're you're counting everything, and you're hoping to yourself, oh, can they go on for another five more laps behind the safety car? Can there be a red flag? Could there be a virtual safety car? You know, there, there was just so many different options going through my head, and I, I had no idea. I, I didn't know what to expect. And I think this, is gonna, this part was the problem with, with, with the stewardship and the directors of the, of the race. It's like I had no idea what, what was going to come next. You know, announce and be more, be more faster, be more direct when, when a situation like this occurs. Somebody hit the wall, it's an automatic, um, it's a automatic safety car. Or, you know, if barriers need to be replaced, it's an automatic red flag. There's like no waiting. There, um, we saw in Saudi Arabia, there was like a little bit of a wait after the Schumacher crash. You know, again, you know, just be more direct, be more concise. Yeah. Or, or. You're looking for the word consistent. Be more consistent. Yeah. Michael Massey is acting like a crackhead. Well, I mean, finally, you've managed to talk about Massey without actually swearing. So well done there, Dan. Yeah, but I have to save for later. I say, Tim, yeah, your emotions on the safety car before we talk about the handling of it. All right. Emotions, having been telling you that Lewis had got that, nothing was going to happen for the last 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, it's fine. He's like 11 seconds ahead still. Max isn't going to catch him. There's only six laps left. Um, and then obviously my brain just went into overdrive. Like, oh, beep. <laughs> I agree, right. I agree with you on that one. I agree with you on that one. I did not think for a second that Max has had a chance of winning the title. And once we got through the BSC and stuff, I was like, that's it. Your incident's happened. Max isn't going to catch him. Yeah. Right. I have a question. Does anybody remember the German Grand Prix in 2020? Does anybody remember what, remember the one, what happened? Are you talking about the one in Which Eiffel? One? Nürburgring? There was yeah, in the, one, the, the one in uh, the Eiffel Grand Prix. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah the, the Eiffel Grand Prix. And when... Uh, no, it was, it was Norris, wasn't it? It had the power unit issue and the flames were coming out and he threw... The full safety car and the reg and he come across the radio and said in the regulations you have to wave all the lap cars past the the safety car right so mm. that's 
precedent, right? What was he thinking? Like he's well, I think like, there's. I think the does he think that we all there. just forget stuff? Like we just don't remember this shit. I think the driver said it best, and I think we'll all say our, our thoughts on what we uh, thought of the uh, the whole situation, how it was handled. But just just to, of course, quote some of the drivers before we do, George Russell, of course, was out the race at that point, and he was live tweeting, uh, this is unacceptable, in all caps. Hmm. Um, yeah. Can't be- I cannot believe what I've just seen. I interviewed after the race. Fernando Alonso said it wasn't clear. We were told we weren't going to be allowed to pass them. Yeah. And then later that lap, we were told we could. Daniel Ricciardo didn't know what was going on. He was told they weren't allowed to overtake and then saw other cars overtaking. Um, and Lando Norris, I think, gave the best description, and I completely agree. The decision was made for TV. In my mind, it was completely <clears throat> artificial. Michael Massey... Just he can't be trusted in a position of power because he made the rules up as he went along, in my opinion, to make things more entertaining towards the end of the time, end of the race. And anyone with a brain could have seen how things were going to pan out when you've got Max Verstappen behind on soft tyres right behind Lewis Hamilton. Now, if you're waving blue flags from the start of that lap, Max Verstappen's still going to get a run at Lewis Hamilton by the end of it. I don't think that any of those four drivers in between would have been against just ducking out the way of Max Verstappen and letting them race. But the way Michael Massey handled it was just atrocious, in my opinion. Um, um, there are multiple scenarios the way it could have, been en- could have ended. I agree, red flag the race, get the drivers in, put them on softs, five-lap shootout, then we will, you know we can... You know, it, the championship was to be decided that day, at that moment. Um, or your way as well. You know, if, um, if the safety cars, did, you know, if the cars didn't move, uh, Norris and other guys, I forget who they were, they wouldn't put up a lot of fight to Max. They wouldn't put up anything. I think Max would have had him by the chicane. Uh, turn. I think Max would have had them before the hairpin. Yeah, no, I'm saying, yeah, because it was, well, it was Max behind Lewis at, at the at the starting line there, but if you would have had those lap cars, Max would have had him at the chicane. It would have been a little more interesting, but yeah, he would have to overtake everyone from turns one to five. And he would have had them. He would have had them all. I, w- I wouldn't have doubt you would have seen all those drivers just go on the inside of that and and just get out the way and let Max put his run in. Michael Massey said that he wanted to obviously end the race under racing conditions, not under safety car, right? Yeah. Um, so one, he hasn't followed. Which I think we all agree. Yeah, with. but he, but even in Bahrain 2020, it's finished under a safety car. Bahrain 2019, uh, 2015 Chinese Grand Prix. They've, you know, there's ten or so races that have finished under the safety car. Okay, so so you want racing? Okay, fine. But why only move the first five cars? That's that's my biggest issue with it. Is what about? Um, what about Parrot? Uh, no, sorry. What about Signs? Signs. Yeah. We're going to well, we'll get on to this. But does Signs not deserve? Okay, yeah, he can't win a championship, but there's nothing to say he can't have a race win or yep. a po- like or a second. Yep. Okay. So I don't understand his thinking. I don't get why you only move five cars. I think 
that's where he messed up, and I think that's where everybody's jumped on his back from the inconsistencies from before. I just think it's shady. It's shady is what it is. Well, I think this is the thing. All season long, he said, I'm making decisions based on the race itself, not the championship. When he had the opportunity to prove that was his mantra, he changed his mind. He made a decision based on the championship. If he was thinking about the race, he would have let Sainz go as well. Sainz had a shot at the win. And in my opinion, I strongly believe that when Max and Lewis were battling each other, I think Sainz would have snuck through. I honestly think Sainz would have won that race. And he was completely screwed out of it. And... Uh, I'm getting angry again because <laughs> everyone realizes how much of a science uh, fan I am. Um, also, imagine but, if imagine if they come, imagine if um, they'd gone further off the track. You're costing Sonoda his first podium. You're costing um, Alpha Tauri, Alpha Tauri the double podium, and the ch- and also the chance that they could have finished fifth in the constructors at that point. If they'd yeah, have finished second was... and third and Alpine didn't score, if Max and Lewis come back on fifth or sixth or sixth and seventh, or if they go out, then... And there's no team prize money for winning the Drivers' Championship. The yeah. Constructors' Championship is where all the money's at. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's screwed. He's messing with people's lives here. He's messing and with the future it's... of those teams, potentially. He's, yeah, exactly. That's I mean, messing with, that's people's jobs. That's people's livelihoods. I mean, there's, there's cost cuts already in Formula 1. Like team personnel is being cut down as it is, and to to mess with the finance the finances of teams, it's unacceptable. Because that's what he's done. He he's not thought of the bigger picture, and that's why he can't be in charge. I I never would have ever imagined anything like this happening under Charlie Whiting. I totally agree. You wouldn't have had this under Charlie, and I actually have a really big problem with Bernie. Uh, that's come out and he's been saying that Mercedes are sore losers, it makes them look bad, and that Mercedes, and that Mercedes are the problem. Um, how is Mercedes the problem? Uh, surely not Red Bull. Are they not the problem? Like, because because they're butchering this sport, they're butchering the regulations. I don't think even I don't even think Red Bull butchered the race. I think Red Bull <coughs> raced fairly all week. I think Red Bull's racing all weekend was fine. I can't fault Red Bull. I can't fault Mercedes. I want to see Michael Massey's but I phone. Can fault. Sorry. That's what I want to see Michael Massey's phone. <laughs> Facts. Because I guarantee there's a few DMs in there. I'm gonna say I, I having time to reflect. When Total Wolf came on, said Michael, this isn't right, and I in the entire so I mean this is this is something that's actually united for one fans because whilst there are Verstappen fans who would likely won the title, no one and no one is begrudging Max the title. He won the most races this season, deserves the title, but the way he won it now is always going to have that asterisk against it because he exactly won it the same as Nico Rosberg, but like well, but... Nico Rosberg didn't have the asterisk. The hmm. asterisk. The only other driver, I'd say, the driver who had an asterisk against his name for a lot for a long time when he won his first title was Lewis Hamilton because everyone went, well, if Glock didn't go off, if Glock didn't run wide, then Lewis wouldn't have won the title. That's the big asterisk. And now I think Verstappen needs to win another title to get this asterisk off his head. I might say the same thing as Tim here. I might say the same thing as Tim here. I don't think that's fair. Um, I think Max did deserve his title. He did drive I, no, I agree. spectacularly this year. He only first and second, 
no third no third places at all this year. A couple DNFs. I think him and, and, and Hamilton were the head and field, you know, head and shoulders above everyone. No doubt. Um, they both deserve the title. Um, but I think my biggest gripe is the way it was decided. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean by the asterisks. I think Verstappen was a deserved champion, but it will always have the it was won this way and fans have been united in the sense of it's impossible. After all the bickering all this season of Hamilton Verstappen fans, they're agreeing that there is an incompetent buffoon at the head of the sport. <laughs> yeah. I've got two points on this. Uh, the first one is the week before this race of this weekend, there have been several calls from within the sport that said, oh, you can't just treat this as a normal race. You have to take championship into consideration every time you're making a decision and things like that for penalties and for race running and has Massey let calls from certain people and that came from both sides that came from Mercedes and from check, Red Bull. check his has phone that, mate check that, that phone no mate. that came from Mercedes as well before Dan jumps on the those oh no mate consider the Mercedes are shady as well yeah they're I think, shady mate I don't trust Toto yeah no. and then the second one which is I, I actually just wanted to back up what Danny said is I do think Max is a worthy champion more than worthy champion um, when you add it up Max in other circumstances, would have won this title a long time ago, long before Hamilton's comeback mattered. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And now Dan, Dan no, will tell us right. why he does not believe it's a worthy champion now. Because he's been waiting to say Right. <laughs> I believe he is a good driver, although he has, in the past, drove like an absolute beep. Um, a I think he's dangerous. Yeah. No, no, I was going worse than that. I think he's dangerous in his racecraft, currently but i think when you've got the weight of a whole team pushing you forward you are gonna behave a certain way but i don't think he is a worthy or his title is worthy when it was delivered to him the way that it was delivered it's the rules weren't followed so therefore i don't think it's a valid race personally it was a it was a title delivered on a plate, but it was a guy who definitely deserved the championship this year. So despite all the controversy on track and off track this weekend, there's one thing that isn't controversial, and that's the best place to get your 3D printed track wall art. For all your 3D printed track wall art needs, please visit apextracks.com. That's our podcast sponsor. They're fantastic. What they do is fantastic. And that's apextracks.com. A-P-E-X-T-R-A-X-S.com. Thank you, Apex Tracks. Right, guys. I'm going to ask one question, right? For the last question. Okay. They're both on equal points, right? Coming into the last race. On that situation, Max and Lewis, P1, P2, if they were both on equal tyres of equal age and equal compound, does Max still win? Yes or no? Just, just yes or no? Yes. I honestly think Max still wins. Uh, depending on how much time is left, if you said if you told me one one lap or two lap, I think yeah. Max gets it. But after two laps, Lewis gets him back. Yeah. All this hypothetical stuff is great, but I think yes. you do need to actually run through the race order um, because it is a race review. Um, so what we're going to do when we go around one sentence summaries until we get to science. And then you can have your say. Because we think 
because we think that he's been robbed of a win. <laughs> All right, so we start at the back. Uh, one sentence summary for. Hang on, shit, I've got to do some quick maths. One second. He wants to work himself out getting time. So, yeah, we'll start off, Tim, with the man who didn't race. You wanted a summary on Nikita Mazepin's race weekend. <laughs> Bring on 2022. No point. <laughs> would, have, would there have been any point in him racing other than potentially causing more safety cars? <laughs> <laughs> Good summary. Uh, Raikkonen, heartbreaking, but I think he just wanted to get out of there as soon as possible and he doesn't care that he DNF'd. Uh, Dan, your view on George Russell's race? A uh, man had staff training at Mercedes needed needed to get to it, so he just <laughs> dipped it. See, see you later. He's gone, got the jacket on, sent a tweet out, he's done. He was already in uniform. Danny, Juvenazzi. <sighs> well, good luck in Formula E. That's it. <laughs> Tim, Latifi. Latifi. Uh, the man who started off the carnage. Perez, uh, ultimate teammate, brilliant yeah. <laughs> drive. If you were taking sentiment out of it with Giovinazzi and Raikkonen, Perez should have been driver of the day. Dan Schumacher. Uh, little star, deserves a better car, and he finished above Nikita Mazaspin. So, <laughs> not a bad weekend. Um, <laughs> Danny, Stroll. Who? Stroll. <laughs> oh, you dick. <laughs> Next. <laughs> um. oh, great battle with Vettel on Stroll. Uh, incredible. Yeah. We didn't get to see any of it, but great battle. <laughs> Tim, uh, Ricardo. Best seat in the house <laughs> for the final lap. Vettel for me, uh, incredible overtake. Didn't really see anything else into the top ten. Dan Leclerc outshone again. Simple. Uh, ninth place, Danny Grand Prix winner Esteban Ocon. Oh, um, not much to say about him. You know, solid race. Ended up in the points. Now the real reason for my count back. The torture here, Tim. One sentence, Alonso. One sentence. Um, him and his teammate were both screwed over by the VSC because they both pitted right before it and they would have been uh, both ahead of Bottas and Norris if they hadn't. Norris, for me, uh, fantastic qualifying. Shame that he just didn't have the race pace. And it was a shame about the gearbox because I think he could have had a stronger result. Danny. Sorry, Dan even. What's the B in Bottas stand for again? Bullshit and back of the pack. Uh, good luck driving an eight. Good luck driving in eighteenth, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, there is no love lost there, Danny. Nah. Gasly. Oh, potentially robbed of a higher result. Um, really higher than fifth. Great. Get, yeah, he could have been higher. You know, he could have been higher. That's what I'm just trying to say. But just another great, uh, great race to end a great year for Gasly, one of my top-rated drivers for this year. Um, you know, 
expect to see Wait. more things from him next year and see where he goes after that. Tim, Sonoda. Best result of the year. Fantastic drive. Fantastic all weekends. Um, fully deserved a top six finish and it fourth is great for him. Hopefully that gives him confidence going into next year. Three signs or third signs robbed. Simply robbed. Fantastic drive. I mean, beat his teammate first year in a new car. Fifth place in the championship first year in a new car. Fantastic. Probably driver of the season for me outside the top two. Dan. Verstappen. Oh, sorry, sorry, Dan Hamilton. Dan Hamilton. I'm in denial. Um, (laughs) Dan Hamilton. Uh, Robbed by somebody that wasn't even on the track. Fair play. And Danny wrapping it up. Verstappen, world champion. The golden boy gets his first title. Fair play. First and last. Ooh, controversial and loving it. Um, and with that, guys, are we going to mention we... the pro? Are we going to mention the protests, or are we just going to ignore it? I think the protests were embarrassing. They're ongoing still. They'll never amount to anything, despite them trying it. Yeah, but no, it's going to the court of arbitration for sport. It's going above the FIA. Yeah, it's it just it's embarrassing now, and I'd rather not talk about it because I, I, no, I don't wait, think hope, I, wait. I don't right. think it will it's not, nothing good will come from it. No, no, no. I'm just going to say one thing. It's not embarrassing. I feel if you feel like you're wronged and the sporting regulations haven't been followed, which they look to have not been followed correctly, I believe you have a right to appeal it. But I do not believe that the race result should be overturned. I believe that a punishment should be given to whoever made the decision or the group of people that made the decision. The the one thing I would see if they do if they do continue to protest and they go to court you know to do all that if it brings more spotlight into the stewardship and the direct uh, direction of the race and it makes things more clearly then then it's okay but I don't think the result is going to be returned it's not going to be overturned anything like that and you're right it is a bit embarrassing the season's over you know it, it's um move on it, it's just prolonging the pain. Just end yeah, it but, No, but but if this but if this was the opposite way round, if this was the opposite way, way round, do you think Red Bull would leave it like they're telling Mercedes? Oh, no, do you no, think no, they no. Not, no, no. not a but fucking what I, chance? But what I what I think needs to happen they're both as bad is, as each other. Yeah. Like, they're both as bad as each other and they both would be doing this protesting. Neither should see the result overturned, whoever was protesting. But for me, I agree with that. Yeah. The result shouldn't. The result shouldn't change. But Massey needs to come forward and apologise and admit he fucked up. And I will happily pay into the square jar yeah. on that one. One very final thing on that: for next season, Massey needs a team of equivalents. I don't think he should go. He needs a team of equivalents around him, who also have the authority to send out the messages and talk to the teams directly, so that the. I think so Massey just needs to be out. With four or five. I just think Massey needs to be out. I think he someone else be, should be in the job next though. year. He won't be, though, he but he needs he to be out. out. So, realistically, the best, the best scenario that will happen is that he has a team around him who are on an equal standing. Who, or so someone has that team. Pretty much what, what needs to happen won't happen, so that's the next best situation. 
Um, I mean, look at the UK government, though. Just because you have a buffoon in charge, put more buffoons of an equal standing around him doesn't make things work. Um, evening, Prime Minister. Hey, Prime Minister. Um, <laughs> I was just about to do it. <laughs> um, I was about to say it. <laughs> but with that, guys, as we've started talking about twats and more twats, um, I just want something positive from you all from the weekend. One positive thing to take away from this race weekend before we wrap it up. Who wants to go first? Danny? So, uh, one positive thing over the weekend, and I'll say over the year, and I know it can be polarizing at times, but our Discord chat, uh, the guys that we have in there, you know, I, I felt like the last race was, was very positive. Um, there wasn't, there was, obviously there's bantering and bickering between, you know, Max and Lewis fans, but overall I felt it was very positive. It wasn't, it wasn't toxic. And I just want to give a shout out and, and you know, just say congratulations, obviously, to their winner and, and you know, enjoy it. And, uh, you know, and thanks for everybody joining the Discord chat. And um, I know I wasn't there every week this year, but, you know, Discord was fun this year. Tim, what's your what's your positive? Uh, um, Oscar Piastri, we should pay tribute to the F2 winner. Um, brilliant all season. Um, also great to see Guan Yu Zhou winning uh the race this weekend as well. I think he's actually going to be a really exciting addition. I can't wait to see how he does in the Alfa Romeo. Dan, you positive? I am positive for next season. I'm hoping we're going to get more of the racing that we've seen between Max and Lewis, but I'm hoping that you get like uh, Carlos Sainz up there. I'm hoping we can get like Vamos. George Russell up there, Perez. You know, I'm, I'm hoping we could get more more people involved involved with this different car um that's meant to be able to to obviously stay behind cars a bit more and overtake a bit more so i think that's gotta be a positive better racing in 2022 okay brilliant and my positive is nikita mazepin he's got covid which sucks but thankfully he's doing okay he seems to be not having any serious symptoms which is great it's also great for Haas because it meant they didn't run out of spare parts. <laughs> I, was oh. waiting for the, I was waiting for your punchline. <laughs> Conspiracy number two. Uh, who, put le- who put lemon drops on on um, Nikita Mazatin's lateral flow test? Um, Gunter Steiner. Gunter <laughs> Steiner, yeah. uh, Guys. Guys. Thank you very much for joining me on this podcast. Um, it's been great fun as always. And Chris and Josh as well, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, to everyone who's been listening this season, thank you so much. It means a lot to us that you listen to these plucky Brits and uh, American. I don't know if you call the Americans plucky, as he does gangster <laughs> signs for some reason on the, on the video call. <laughs> that is. Um, but <laughs> a huge... <laughs> A huge, huge thank you to our sponsor, Apex Tracks, uh, for giving these great competition prizes. Uh, winners, of course, of this competition for the track art and the T-shirt from the Discord. They'll be contacted soon. Honestly, it's been fantastic doing it this, this show this season. Um, of course, we'll catch you all for a season review, hopefully. Until next time, guys, please do visit the link in our bio to connect with us more. It's been great. And we'd love to get more involved with all of you. Uh, So until next time, 
Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Adios. See you later, guys.